0: what's up everybody welcome to not your average sports podcast i'm your host tyler aka tg um before we get to the news for the day um i'd like to start with a double birthday shout out for a couple members of the jmu softball team second baseman madison niokas and first baseman hannah Schifflet's birthdays are today so just want to get that out there quickly um Hope you both have a great birthday, you know? Spend it exactly the way you want it. And make sure that you enjoy your day. Alright. That having been said. Let's move on to the news for the day. Um, let's see. Amazon has donated $8 million to fight homelessness in their headquarter cities, Seattle and Arlington. And... Bravo to Amazon for doing this because, you know, it's not often you see many um, huge corporations like this donating that much money to fight something that matters. Um, But, you know, it's a step in the right direction to fight to fighting homelessness because homelessness is is, is definitely a problem nowadays more than it used to be um and i get that they only did it for their headquarter cities i would have liked to have seen them expand their um expand their operations for this and make it more than just about the cities that their headquarters are in but you know um you you just it's it's good to see a company doing something right though that's I mean that's the main thing first and foremost, um, but you know, um, it's just it's it's a good start for Amazon. I don't. I mean this obviously isn't going to take care of the problem a hundred percent, but you know, it's a great it's a good it's a good start for people that are need homes that are in Seattle and Arlington. And Seattle, you know, there it's it's they it's the rainy city. It's all it's like always raining. So, you know, it, I mean it is what it is. Um but so anyway, Moving on to our next news topic, there's a new NASA program that's going to give us our first female moonwalker. And my first reaction to this is, why did this take so long to happen? Um, why? I mean, why why haven't we been able to put a female like on uh, that can walk on the moon? I mean, this. Like, it just, I, I'm all, like, I'm all for gender equality and everything, but this just seems wrong. I mean, that there hasn't been a female moonwalker before. I mean, I, I, I it just, it gets at me sometimes. I, 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 I just, I, I, you know. I mean, I guess we're make taking steps in the right direction, but I mean, it it shouldn't have taken this long for us to have a female moonwalker, and you know we're gonna have a an- we're gonna have another <clears throat> um, discussion later in this podcast about equality because there's another topic that deals with sports in this case. <clears throat> that deals with sports. So that'll definitely be a, have to check in and listen on that one. Um, but there I, I'm, I'm glad we're starting the progress. We're going to have a female moonwalker who knows what the time frame is for this new program, but it's good to see. Um, If you remember earlier this week, I talked about um, the fact that private citizens could stay on the International Space Station for a certain fee. Where was that at? Uh, On, when was that? Maybe it wasn't earlier this week. Okay, it was Saturday. I mentioned visiting the International Space Station will soon be possible if you can pay for it. And private citizens can stay Up to 30 days as early as next year Um Well We've got a number now I said I wasn't going to be able to afford this And I'm pretty sure I'm never going to be able to afford this To be able to go stay on the International Space Station For up to 30 days Um are you, are you, I don't think your mind is prepared for this number <sighs> If you want to go stay on the International Space Station for up to 30 days, it's going to cost you $52 million. That's insane. I can't... I mean, there's not going to be many people that are going to be able to afford... There's not going to be hardly anyone that can be able to afford that. In all honesty, I mean, what... (laughs) like you're going to have to pay that much money just to um just to stay in space I, I i i don't know but you know it is what it is i mean that's for sure but you know if you ever have you know, fifty-two million dollars to just waste. Well, I wouldn't say waste, but um, if you ever have fifty-two million dollars, extra million dollars just lying around, you know, feel free to hop on to a space uh, a, a spacecraft to go to the International Space Station and stay. You know. All right. But, you know I don't think there's much else that can be said About that in this case But, you know Well, I mean, whatever We're just going to have to move on to our last news topic um, Half of the world will have 5G coverage In five years um, that's That's Awesome I don't even get 4 I don't even get 5G now. <coughs> I'm still stuck on 4G cuz I have an old phone. Yeah, I'm still stuck on the in the well, I'm not going to say the dark ages, but I still have a Galaxy S6. So It's nice to see that half of the world is going to have 5G coverage. So Every, I mean, we're going to be able to basically do anything with our phones at that point shoot Wait like, i mean we're still gonna need wi-fi and everything but 5g coverage man i mean uh that's you gotta love it um it's gonna be able to um You know, let's just reread the article again so I can cover my f- facts here. Um, this is this is coming from a Swedish telecom equipment maker. <coughs> um, well, they said it forty five percent, but it might as well be half. I mean, the world is the world wants better networks, next gen networks, man. Um they want super fast 5G networks and we want oh, oh, they're saying they want to power technologies of the future such as self-driving cars and smart cities. So um chip and smartphone makers are eager to launch associated products which will help speed the adoption of these of this 5G coverage. Um <coughs> They say 4G LTE subscriptions are going to peak at around 5.3 billion in 2022 which the number will decline after that. <coughs> Um, but you know, this is, this is the future. It's coming. There's nothing we can do to really stop it. So it's, it's coming whether we like it or not. So, but anyway, moving on to our sports for the day, we're going to the World Cup, Women's World Cup yesterday saw a lot of things happen. In, in the first game of the day, the Netherlands took down New Zealand 1-0 thanks to a late game winner um, in stoppage time. The Netherlands appeared to dominate the game, 17 to 6 in attempts, 8 to 1 in corners, 69% possession and 83% pass accuracy to New Zealand's 58%. So, the Netherlands appeared to have dominated that game. New Zealand held their own for as long as they could, but they just couldn't hold out any longer. <coughs> And New Zealand was looking for their first ever win. If I'm not mistaken, excuse me. Then the second game yesterday, Sweden and Chile, we had a rare weather delay. And it's it's not often you see that in soccer. Um... And at the time when the game was interrupted in the 72nd minute, um, the game was 0-0. So, clearly, clearly this weather delay favored Sweden. Um... I mean, Sweden was attacking before this, but you know, Sweden—they came out with a renewed vengeance after that, or after the delay. Um, they also dominated twenty-four to six in attempts, eleven to nothing in corners, sixty-four percent possession, eighty-one percent pass accuracy to uh, Chile's fifty-six percent pass accuracy. Um, both teams had a yellow card, but Chile had two. And Sweden walks out of there with three points and a 2-0 victory. Now, <clears throat> let's recap this U.S. game against Thailand. I loved every second of this 13 to nothing victory. Most goals scored in a game in World Cup history. Largest margin of victory in World Cup history. Pretty sure Alex Morgan just set the goal uh, record for goals in a game in World Cup history um the U.S. had let's um Alex Morgan had five goals Sam Mewis had two goals Rose Lavelle had two goals let's see that's five seven nine uh geez Lindsay Horan had a goal Carly Lloyd had a goal that's 11 um Uh, what am I missing? Uh, who are the other two I'm missing? Um, Mallory Pugh, Mallory Pugh scored a goal and Megan Rapinoe also got a goal. So there's your 13 goals. Um, but this, I mean, that was an absolute murder. I mean, good Lord. The U.S. had 39 attempts to Thailand's two, and th- Thailand's two attempts weren't even close to goal. They were not even trying to play offense, really, in this game. 10 to nothing corners in the U.S.'s favor, 75% ball possession, 83% pass accuracy to Thailand, 61%, and Thailand got one yellow. U.S. did not get a yellow in this game. That was setting a tone moving forward in this tournament. We set high expectations from this game. Um, we sent France a message saying, "What's up? We're here too. We're here. On, we're. I mean, we're here on a collision course with France in the quarterfinals in Paris. I mean, from the looks of this, and honestly, that match is going to scare the crap out of me. I know it. I just know it. I mean, there's nothing really. I mean, nothing else that can really be said." um, that will deter me from thinking that. So it's going to be a tough, I mean, that's going to be fun moving forward. But anyway, that Alex Morgan jersey really paid off yesterday with those five goals. But, you know, anyway, Wednesday or today, excuse me, today is Wednesday. Um, (laughs) First game that starts in six minutes on FS1, we have Nigeria and South Korea. Now, both of these teams lost their first games in pretty um, dominating fashion, so both will be looking <clears throat> excuse me to get three points and hopefully get locked down that third place spot so that they can have a chance at the knockout stage. So... In this game, I would like to say, I mean, I think Nigeria comes out and takes South Korea down. I don't know. I don't have an exact score because I don't know exactly how this is going to (coughs) happen. There we go. But um, I see Nigeria winning this game and getting three points. I could also see a draw happening here, but I think Nigeria will push for a goal or more or whatever happens during the game. Um, Germany, Spain, a heavyweight matchup in Group B between the two leaders in the group. Here I would say Germany, but Germany didn't look um, really fantastic against China the other day. So give me a draw between these two. I think Germ- I think Spain's gonna draw hold Germany to a draw which is going to leave the door open for the rest of Group B to be able to get back into that group and see if they have a shot to win the group. But, you know, it's going to be a fun time. And then lastly, our last game of the day at 3 o'clock on Fox, hosts the host nation France will wrap up Group A's second match day against Norway. And these this is the matchup of the top two teams in the Group A as well. So, I anticipate Norway giving France a little bit of a fight, but of it, I I mean, France is going to come away with this win. They're the host. They're out to prove something. They're out to prove that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, especially now after the U.S. put up 13 against Thailand. But, I think France is going to be on a mission, and France is going to come out and beat Norway. Not really much argument there, I wouldn't think. But, you know, who knows? Like I said, soccer, anything can happen. It's a great game. So just stay tuned to FS1 and Fox, and we'll see how today goes. Um, Stanley Cup Finals, it's ending tonight. Game 7, Bruins Blues. And as much as I hate to say it, I think the Boston Bruins win this game, seven. Um, But, you know, I can hope for a Blues victory. We'll see how the game goes. Um, But I I just anticipate the Bruins to win this game. It, It really has that I mean they're at home it's a game seven shoot the Red Sox even pushed up their ga- the start of their baseball game today I don't know who they're playing but they pushed it up so that the, the everyone can make it over to TD Garden for the puck drop or wherever they're going to watch the game and that's that tells you how big this is Boston's ready. I'm tired of seeing Boston celebrate championships, but that tells you how big this is that they're moving this up or moving the baseball game up so that they can accommodate the game 7. Also, the Blues are hosting or not the Blues themselves, but the St. Louis Cardinals stadium, Bush Stadium is hosting a watch party for the Blue, for Blues fans in St. Louis. So, it's going it's going to be a big night of hockey. Let's just say that. Um, but like I said, Bruins win this game. I don't really see it happening any other way. As unfortunate as it is, but you know, we'll we'll see if they if the Blues can surprise me tonight. Um, but anyway, home runs are taking over Major League Baseball, and it's unreal. Uh, There was a game the other day, I believe two days ago, the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. They hit 13 home runs combined in a game. It's ridiculous. I mean, the home runs are just being hit at an enormous rate nowadays. All these analytics. I mean, all the launch angle, the exit velocity, all of this All of this stuff is combining to give us better information for hitters. And it's leading to more home runs. Now, there's also more strikeouts that come with that because people are trying to hit more home runs. But baseball's fun when there's offense and runs being scored. Now, when there's not runs being scored... It's not as fun. It could be. I mean, if you have great defensive plays and great pitching, then, yes, the game could still be fun, but it's just not. Softball, I mean, that's a different animal When because even if it's a defensive game, everything feels bigger because just because it's a, the faster speed of, or pace of play. Everything just feels more magnified in the moment or just bigger in that moment. And it's crazy. It really is. You wouldn't necessarily expect that. I mean, shoot, home runs took over softball, college softball this year, too. So, I mean, home runs are the name of the game right now. I mean, uh, although college baseball, it's not necessarily just home runs. It's just runs. I, I haven't seen this many runs in college baseball in a long time. Like all of a sudden this became an offensive. I mean, it just became an offensive year all of a sudden and I wasn't prepared for it. Um, but anyway, Forbes says that Messi is the Lionel Messi is the world's highest paid athlete in 2019. Along with that, on that list of highest-paid athletes, Serena Williams is the only woman on there. And I I like, I said I would come back to the gender equality issue, and here we go. This is unacceptable. We need more women on the highest-paid athletes list. Women do just as hard of a job playing sports as men do. So, uh, sometimes, actually, it could be even more of a job, really. Because women's sports don't get, they don't get the coverage. They don't get the big time stages like the men do for some for some weird reason, and it kind of pisses me off a little bit. Because you just, I I don't understand how we can treat men and women athletes differently. Uh, I mean, a uh, case in point: look at U.S. soccer. The men, they freaking missed the World Cup last year. but And yet, the women are out here completely destroying the game. I mean, and the women are getting paid significantly less than the men's soccer team. It absolutely drives me insane. And I I absolutely can't stand for this. Now, this go I mean this does come back to athletes getting paid a crap ton of money but I mean there's got to be more women on that list it's unacceptable and we need to take steps to fix this the the WNBA great league if you want to if you want to watch basketball at its purest it's probably better to watch the WNBA cuz women since they can't dunk, well, not all of them can dunk. Sorry, that's that's my bad. I didn't mean to offend anyone by saying that. Um, since the majority of women can't dunk, they play the they play basketball the way the game was meant to be played. You got to beat them by beautiful passing, and you know. It just it absolutely drives me insane that we have to keep having this discussion. women uh, I, I'm gonna say it many 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 more times. Women need to be paid um, I I just it just makes no sense. Uh, I I just don't get it. <clears throat> um, I it, I just it blows my mind that we still can't play, or um, it just blows my mind that we can't um get men and women athletes to be paid the same. It I just. It just, uh, it, it gets me, and I don't like it. But I don't have a, I don't really have the say over that, so that's not, I wish I did have say over it, but I don't, so whatever. Um, it, uh, moving on to my last news or last sports topic of the day, We have our Hard Knocks feature team this year. And it's none other than the Oakland Raiders. So, the Oakland Raiders are going to be featured on Hard Knocks. I think this is the perfect team to be featured. One, I still don't, I still haven't heard anything if they know where they're going to be playing this year. I mean, I know they're going to be playing um they have an over they have a London game if I'm not mistaken, a Mexico City game, and now they have a preseason game in Canada, so So you know, um, uh, you know, it. Uh, I can attest to the Bucks because the Bucks had hard knocks. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers had um hard knocks last year, and it. I think it completely destroyed our team because it set expectations too high. I don't think the team was ever able to recover from doing this. So I hope, I mean, I really hope it doesn't destroy the uh, Raiders like it did the Bucks last year, but you know, you never, you never can be too sure. Um, But, I mean, they, they could be a fun team. I don't know because John Gruden, I don't know why how he's running this team right now. John Gruden's made some very, very interesting moves since he became the coach of the Raiders. And they're moving to Las Vegas soon. I mean, so now the Las Vegas Raiders, I would love to see them on hard knocks because that would be fun. But sadly, they're still the Oakland Raiders, but at least for now, I mean, I don't, I I guess they're still, I don't know where they're set to be playing this year. So we'll just, we'll have to see what happens. I just don't know what they're doing. They've got talented pieces, but I mean, they traded away Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. So I don't know what the Raiders are doing ever at any point, at any time, so good to see them featured on hard knocks and but thank you for listening today and we'll have new content see you tomorrow